So let's review. The Gemara earlier brought the opinion of Rib Shimon HaTimni. Bezdin must evaluate the assault weapon to ascertain that it was capable of inflicting the injury in question. The Gemara now elaborates on this issue. The Pasuk says, yad kohu. And we derive from here, We assess the murder weapon to ascertain that it was capable of inflicting a fatal blow. Furthermore, we also evaluate the victim of an assault to determine the duration of his convalescence to decide the appropriate payments of Reaper and Shevis, as the Brisa says, We evaluate the appropriate amount for all five forms of compensation, and he must pay this sum immediately. We estimate the convalescence period and pay Reaper and Shevis accordingly. Therefore, even if the recuperation took longer, he's exempt from further payment. And if he healed quickly, he does not return part of the payment. As Rashi explains, we assume that his assessment was correct, but heaven had mercy on him. However, the Gemara wonders, to evaluate the weapon to determine if it was capable of inflicting this injury. Do we compare injuries to murder and assess weapons? Or we are not obligated to assess assault weapons? Because as Rashi explains, Even if it seems unlikely, it is possible for a small blow to inflict significant damage. The Gemara brings conclusive proof from Rav Shimon HaTimni. Bezdin must evaluate the assault weapon to ascertain that it was capable of inflicting the injury in question. The Mishnah Dav Tzadi continues, If someone pulled another person's ear or his hair, or if he spat at him and the spittle landed on him, if he removes his cloak or beard a woman's head in public, he pays 400 zuz for the humiliation. Thigmar explains, If the spittle landed on his body, he's liable for baishas. But if it landed on his clothing, he's exempt. Because one is only liable for monetary compensation if the humiliation resulted from physical interaction, but there is no compensation for merely insulting someone with words. The Mishnah continues, Zehaklal, Hakolafi Baishas is paid according to the status of the victim. We do not assess the victim's humiliation according to his individual financial status. Rather, we assess everyone equally, as if they were wealthy people who fell in hard times, because we are all children of the others. The Gemara explains, The principle is the leniency. And the Tanakhama is saying that the amounts listed in the Mishnah are the maximum payments. But one pays less compensation to a poor person. Therefore, Bekiva argues and maintains Afilanim should be stroll, even poor people receive these amounts. The Mishnah continues. It once occurred that a person buried a woman's head in public, thereby humiliating her. Bekiva obligated him to pay 400 zuz. Amalei Rabbi, ten lizman, ben lizman. He requested time to raise the money, and Rebekiva agreed. 
Because as the Gemara explains, One must pay for injuries immediately because it involves a loss. But one is granted time for the payment of the humiliation because it does not involve a loss. The Mishra continues relating this incident. Shamra Oimedis al Pesach Hatzera. The assailant waited outside her home. Vishavar Esakad Befanahu, Uboiki Isra Shemin, and broke a jug containing a small amount of oil, whereupon Gil says Reisha, for his Matpachas of Anachas Yod al Reisha, she beard her head and smeared on some of the oil. Hemerlao Edim, Uvolof Nerub Kiva, Amalai Lazuani Nusin Dal Meizuz. He then presented witnesses who observed this incident and argued, Shall I pay such a woman 400 zuz? After all, she herself bears her head in public. Rebekiv rejected this argument because If one injured himself, even though this is forbidden, he's exempt. But if someone else injures him, they are liable. The Gemara asks that our Mishnah cited Rebekiva as saying, in It's forbidden for a person to harm himself. However, even if someone harms himself, someone else who harms him is liable. However, Bryce cites a different version of Rebekiva's statement. A person may harm himself. The Gemara answers that the Bryce refers to Baishas, that one is permitted to humiliate himself. And Rebekiva said that although the woman humiliated herself, the person who humiliated her is liable. After some discussion, the Gemara concludes that it's actually Machlikis Tanoi. The Gemara then seeks to find and his source and elaborates on this issue as follows. Everyone agrees with that which Rabbi Laza taught. It's forbidden to commit suicide, as the Pasig says. And Rabbi Laza explains. I will punish your souls for killing yourself. However, this cannot be a source for Chavala as well, because Dimlik Talashan. We cannot compare injury to murder. Furthermore, Rabbi Laza taught in another b'raisa, It's forbidden to be wasteful and rip one's garment excessively when hearing of a death. However, we cannot conclude Vakoshkein Gufai, it is certainly forbidden to harm one's body, because Dimla Begodim Shani, Perhaps clothing is different because one's body heals while clothing do not. Never the Gemara concludes that the source is from that which Rabbi Loza HaKapa Beribi taught in the Brisa. The Pasuk of Nazir says, It is an Avera to afflict oneself. The Mishnah concludes, If one chops down his trees, even though it is forbidden, he's exempt. But if someone else chops down his trees, he is liable. The Gemara elaborates, It is forbidden to chop down a palm tree as long as it still bears a kava fruit. However, Brysa says, It's forbidden to chop down an olive tree as long as it still bears a quarter kava fruit. Because olives are more valuable. The Gemara cites an incident that illustrates the severity of this prohibition. My son died because he chopped down a palm tree that still bore fruit. The Gemara adds one qualification. 
if the tree would be more valuable as wood for building, it is permitted to chop it down even though it still bears fruit, because this is not considered wasteful.